Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is your time. Hello and welcome to the All Time Misfits podcast. We have a special guest with us today, Corey Guest, and unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties uh, yesterday while recording, so he will not be part of this first question we're having today. So it's just starting off myself, Brunelli Sports, and Tyler Demet and Chris Hader, aka Supercharge and T Demet. The first question we have today, we're just going to go ahead and go right into it. Is uh, with the cancellations of the Pac-10 and the Big Ten or Pac-12 and Big Ten uh, seasons and everything with uh, due to COVID, and the Big Ten is at least going to try to play some spring ball. What do you think of that, Tyler? Yeah, uh, super uh, unfortunate. Um, I mean, definitely nothing that, you know, people wanted to see. But, you know, the Big Ten at least says that they're going to try to play um, football in the spring. Doesn't seem really like a, like a great idea or that it will work. Like, on the surface, um, you know, there's so many uh, players, you know, that are expected to go in uh, the draft that probably aren't going to risk and probably shouldn't risk playing in a spring league when you're going to be getting ready for the NFL draft. So, um, they're going to try to play in the spring. Uh, I think it'll be a pretty watered-down type of competition compared to what we'd be used to, but um, that's kind of my take on that. Yeah, it's definitely interesting uh, with the spring idea. Like, I agree with you 100% with uh, kids. There, I mean, it's not. It's going to be watered down, yes, but I mean, with the Big Ten, there's going to yeah, the, the draftable kids are going to definitely uh, not play. They don't make it makes no sense for them to play definitely in that time of the year because you know February is going to be uh, the combine, and then you got. Pro days, and then you've got the NFL draft. Is I mean, is the NFL going to pause its offseason for the college football season? I highly doubt so. So a lot of these kids are just going to forego this final season and uh, go and start their draft process. So, yeah, it's going to be a really weak season, but uh, I'm glad our technical difficulties happened just because then we can I can kind of throw this in today's podcast is that the Justin Fields uh, petition. Have you guys seen that? I have not seen that. Yeah, I have. have. Yeah, so Justin Fields submitted a petition to let us play. He wanted 5,000, you know, signatures. Within hours, he was over 100,000. And the last time I saw, he had 175,000 signatures to play football this season. You know, people signing petitions saying they should play. So just a little interesting, but what do you have to say about it, Hater, about the Pac-10 and uh, Big 12? Well, first of all, I'll play out that Justin Fields, um, Fields uh, petition. If the players want to play, why not just let them play? You're not, you, you as uh, the academic director are not 
and players are playing ball on the field, so if the players are trying to play, let them play. Second of all, having spring football is what, what like Tyler was saying, sitting, sitting, um, lot it down, diluted, and sitting like, I'm going to, Corey was saying this last night, and it sucks that he's not here to say it, but it's going to be like a Pro Bowl kind of atmosphere, and it's just not going to be the same. It's not going to be, there's going to be no different deals, none of those graphical prospects are going to be in, so it's just not going to be the same. Yeah, you, you, you nailed it on the head, definitely with uh, Corey's comments after last night. It's going to be a Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl atmosphere. These kids are not going to go 100% either, like you just said for him. It's 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 going to be a weak type of football. And then, like you said, Ohio State is not going to have their starting quarterback. Justin Fields is a junior. He's going to go into the pro. You know, that's why he wants to play. He wants to prove that he's a first-round talent and a first-round quarterback. So, you know, he needs the more tape. He's only had one really full season under his belt. So he's trying to go out there and get another one to prove to people that he can be an NFL quarterback. And that's going to be with a lot of these players. You know, they they want to play to get some more tape under the belt to beat some of these guys, you know, a Joe Burrow. Who knows? The Big Ten or the Pac-12 could add a Joe Burrow this year. Some guy who wasn't good the year before and then comes out and balls out and comes from a six-round pick to the first pick overall. You know, it's it's weak. I don't I don't think – the if you're not going to play football, then just might as well cancel the whole season, not even try to play in the spring. It, not enough players are going to play. It's yeah, I agree. Sad. And just that. Just to add one one thing to the Justin Fields thing, he also – by the way, I think that actually has gotten up to over 200,000, by the way. But um, I know he also said he said something about which he's, he's absolutely right. He says that if – you know, how how is the conditions good enough for the SEC and, you know, uh, Big 12 to play, but it ain't for the Big 10? You know what I mean? Like if Like if they're saying that it's okay to play through this, you know – uh covid and why you know why isn't it good enough for the big 10 to play yeah yeah it's definitely uh it's 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 a double standard you got three of the big uh three of the top five powerhouses saying they're going to play you got the acc you got the sec and you got the big 12 saying they're going to go but then you got the pac 12 which is not shocking to be honest with you because Mm -hmm. it's that side of the country and then you got the big 10 saying they're not going to go and one's trying to play spring football and the other one i don't think it's ever even mentioned about trying to play spring football i can't recall but you're right i i was uh buying a little bit of time just so i can look it's up to two hundred thirteen thousand uh, peti- uh signed signatures right now and i'll proudly admit i am one of those signatures uh, the, the another problem by the way too with trying to play uh football in spring is you're going to be asking these these kids to play two seasons basically in one year too yeah because that that's the next year is going to roll around again really fast so even if you take out the fact that you know these guys who are promising draft picks they're not going to play these other dudes are going to be running ragged out there yeah, they, yeah. They, they're only going to get a what a two-month window of break yeah before Two a days and training camp starts up for you know for the draft prospects, the guys who get drafted, or the college kids. I mean, and that's and, uh, another reason why why you're gonna see a lot of down closet because they're not gonna go all out. 
And why would I want to go out all out when we're going to have to play again in two months? Yeah, and the big thing, too, to say about this is uh, this might be, with that, might be one of the least years of underclassmen to declare from these conferences because there's not enough tape. You know, and if they're going to play spring ball, they, they don't have enough tape to maybe get drafted. So these underclassmen that were maybe third to seventh round picks, now do they take the chance of coming out and not get drafted because not tape, or do they go back for their senior year to get drafted next year? So I think this could really, you know, screw up the underclassmen declaring unless you're, you know, you're just a shoe in guy like Justin Fields or others. But I don't know. Well, I mean, all we can do is wait and see what happens. I mean, I don't think the college football season is supposed to start until uh, the end of September for the SEC. So, I mean, and I haven't heard anything more on the ACC or the Big 12's uh, schedules or when they plan on starting. But I think that's all we have for the uh, this. Do you guys have any more comments on this before we uh, move on to the next subjects and bring Corey in? No, that's all. No, I think we're good. We'll go ahead and move on to the next big news. I mean, this is the big news week for uh, signings in the NFL. So we'll go ahead and start with uh, the one and only head coach that got an extension. And I'm going to be surprised. I'm actually kind of surprised he got one. I thought they'd give him another year. But uh, Sean McDermott got a contract extension. What do you have to say about that, Chris? Honestly, again, it's kind of like a Mike Zimmer thing. Who else can they get? Yeah, fair enough. He hasn't really done a bad job in Buffalo. I mean, they haven't won the playoff game yet, but they're on track. Yeah. With, with, with getting the stuff on big, I mean, they got weapons. They got new defense. They're going to win a playoff game. It's a matter of time. Yeah. What do you have to say, Tyler? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Um, I mean, I think he's a pretty good coach, all things considering. I mean, he's a defensive guy. Uh, never really have had a really good offense the entire time he's been in Buffalo, but that's going to change now. Um, so we'll see. Um, I mean, I, I'm fine with it. I think it's a pretty good, high, um, you know, extension for Buffalo and for him. And um, I think he's a pretty decent coach. So I'm, I got no issues with that at all. I mean, right now as the head coach, he's a – 500. He's 25 for 25. Uh, he's 0 and 2 in the regular uh, postseason. I mean, regular season, he's 25 for 23. So, I mean, like you said, what else are you going to do? But, uh, Corey, do you have any opinions on the Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills head coach, getting an extension? Well, yeah, I like it. I think it gives them, uh, you know, something they've been lacking for a long time at the head coaching position. Uh, consistency. Um, seems like it's really hard to keep up with the Patriots every year. So, I think this gives them a better chance. They got a good defense right now. I think the uh, the offense just gets better with Diggs, so yeah, I like I like it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much more you can say about it. It's just another who else you're going to get kind of signing. He's a good head coach. He deserves some more time. I'm glad to see teams are not uh, abandoning head coaches so fast. They're actually giving them some more time and years to actually turn around a team. You know, what do you expect it for a team? You know, a coach to do in four years or three years or two years? I mean, unlike here the Browns. I mean. Freddie Kitchens was a dumb hire. I mean, that should have never happened. Or uh, same with the Cardinals two years ago with, uh, I can't remember his name, the defensive coordinator for Carolina. Steve Thank you, Steve Wilkes. I mean, bad hires. It, it just didn't make sense. But uh, we'll go ahead and move on. And I'll let uh, Corey start about this because I know this, these next two signings make him happy. And uh, with Everson Griffin signing a one-year deal to play with the Cowboys, how do you feel about this, Corey? Well, I could not be happier. Uh, as a Bears fan, as an avid Bears fan, 
Everson Griffin has given me huge fits uh, twice a year every time we play him. He's the kind of guy who uh, doesn't necessarily need to uh, you know, make the tackle or the stop to uh, be effective on the play. He's just he's a harasser every snap. So um, glad to see him leave the division. But, uh, yeah, wish him, I, I wish him luck with the Cowboys. Yeah, I was very uh, excited about it because a couple of weeks ago, the Packers and Griffin had a lot of mutual interest. And I was sitting here I'm like, yes, please make this happen. <laughs> We don't need that much more on defense, but make that happen. You know, so I was excited, but he's, he is a hell of a player. And it was a hell of a signing. And that makes the Cowboys defense just a little bit more scarier. And they're starting to get a lot more uh, uh, pass rushing threats. But uh, what do you have to think about it there, uh, Tyler? Yeah, I, uh, I'll admit I didn't even really realize that the dude was even a free agent. Um, when I, I saw it, I was like, oh, man, how did I miss that? Because, I mean, he's a pretty good player. Um, so, I mean, definitely a good deal for the Cowboys. I think it's a one-year deal, so it's really no real risk to them either way. But I think they're getting a pretty good player, um, you know, signing somebody this late close to, you know, the season's going to start. So I think it's a good move for them. Yeah, it was definitely a – the reason he lasted as long as he did is his off-field concerns. He left the team last year for a little while and came back. So, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's a one-year prove-it deal. I mean, it's, it's not the talent. It's just can he stay, you know – consistent off field. Uh, but what do you have to th say about it, Chris? I mean, the Cowboys, you're the number one contender in the league. I don't know, you were, you were before the 91, but more. Um, it sucks that the Vikings play him a lot. He's kind of been the, you know, the leader on defense. Um, Thank God for the Packers and Bears and, and Lions, though. Yeah, he always gave the Packers some fits, so I'm glad to see him leave the division, just like Corey said. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's much more to say about Everson Griffin, except good luck, and uh, I hope the Cowboys suck. Uh, we'll go ahead and keep moving on, and I'll let Tyler start uh, this one because I know this probably makes him a little giddy and happy and makes me sad. Uh, Mike Daniels signing a one-year deal with the Cincinnati Bengals. What do you say, Tyler? Well, first off, who day? And uh, for two, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a good signing. Uh, it's a one-year deal. Um, I know that, you know, obviously, you know, when he was in Green Bay, he was a pretty solid player um, for your Packers. And, I mean, he's going to be more of like a rotational piece um, for the Bengals. But, you know, he's going to get plenty of time in there. And, um I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him play this year. Yeah, he definitely doesn't need much. I mean, at his age, he's turning 32, eight years, going on nine years in the NFL and, and been a little hurt lately. But, I mean, this is the perfect situation where, where you don't need him to be an every-down player. He can be a rotational piece and be a leader in his defense. I mean, they don't need much leadership on that defense because they still have some uh, big names and good leaders. But he definitely will bring, you know, positivity and help to that locker room. But uh, what do you have to say, Chris? Mike Daniels, good player, solid. Uh, I don't know, he's, he's not going to really be a solid. He's going to be a tackle, right? What's that? He's he's a defensive tackle, defensive end, depending on what defense they're going to run. He can, he can move all around the line, which is why he's such a valuable piece. Okay, um, and so then he might play more than I thought he would. They, they find EJ Leader for 
good contract, and he's the best no cat on the league. Yeah. So, that means he's going to play defensive end in the more. Uh, okay, so I'm glad we uh, – I'll let Corey make it, his comment about this signing because I know it makes him happy as well, but we're going to hold back for a second. Go ahead, Corey. Yeah, again, it's uh, it's another guy that's, you know, gave me problems with the uh, while he was with the the Lions as well as the uh, the Packers for 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 many years. So glad to see him out of the division again. But uh, I think he's he's only going to help that defense. He's going to keep uh, Dino Atkins fresh, throw the tackle fresh. Like you said, he can play in depending on the scheme. Um, he's just real versatile, which uh, you know just kept him around for so long. So good for him. Good for that D line. Uh, yeah, I expect I expect good things as long as he can stay healthy. Yes. So if I'd let Chris go last, we would have had a perfect segue into the next and the best nose tackle in the league, getting his contract extension, Kenny Clark getting paid to be the best state nose tackle in the NFL because that's what he is, the best nose tackle in the NFL, getting paid $17.5 million over the next four years. Okay, I'm going to let – I feel like you're overlooking Eddie Goldman, but that's fine. Oh, Eddie Goldman's trash. He opted out. He opted out, though. He did. But uh, we're going to go ahead and keep moving on to Chris and let his opinions on my boy, Kenny Clark. The second no pat on no, no the <laughs> Number one. Sorry. Go ahead. Keep keep continuing. By the way, I'm a big moment, man. I have been from some play that want to stink. So, the most that's no shot on the league got paid. Look for him. Let's look. Go ahead. <laughs> Tyler, go ahead. Oh, man. I think I feel like he only said that because he, he was a guy from your team. But either way, that's I don't That's exactly what that's I, about. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know where the hell the guy ranks. But, like, I mean, he's a good player. No matter, no matter what way you look at it, he's a good player. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. He's underrated too. So, I mean, I'm, I'm good thing he, good thing he got paid for himself and for the Packers. To be honest with you, he's only 25. He just turned 25. You're on the clock. What do you guys say about Kenny Clark? As far as uh, Kenny Clark goes for me, uh, yeah, it's hard to call a guy underrated when he gets paid uh, 70 million over four years. So uh, you can stick that opinion, Matt. But uh, I do think he's a good player. Uh, good, good job on the uh, the pack and their their current. Uh, front office regime by actually uh, shoring up some of their defensive players long-term for a change. Um, I won't like I know you hate that. And and, uh, and come come postseason time, but um, it's no, it's nice to see uh, uh, the Packers fixing some of their uh, their front office issues and getting a little more consistent with uh, their, their core players. Yeah, that that is the big thing about this is that Ted Thompson his last four or five years with the Packers really just completely just said forget signing players, we're just going to let them walk, and I'll take the draft picks the following year, and we'll just draft. And then the problem was Ted Thompson couldn't hit shit in the draft, and he wouldn't move or do anything, and kept just – it was bad at the end for Ted Thompson. Let's just say that, that I'm glad to see that uh, Brian Gudeness is actually signing some players and keeping our homegrown talent. Uh, and when it comes to underrated, yeah, he got paid because the Packers know what he is, and the NFL knows what he is. But when it comes to people and his respect to, by the league, he's finally – Hopefully, getting get it noticed. But we'll go ahead and move on to the big news of the week. Before these, uh, Kenny Clark is uh, the tight ends getting paid. 
and we uh, we'll start with Travis Kelsey getting his contract extension, and I'll go ahead and let Tyler start. Yeah, uh, yeah. Travis Kelsey got the uh, extension, and um, I know people felt some type of way. We we said we didn't know how all these Chiefs guys was going to get paid, and it that still is true. But um, you know, the thing about it is. Travis Kelsey is is a damn good player in the NFL still, um, and he will be probably for at least the next couple of years. But, I mean, the guy's 31 years old already. He just got another extension. What was it, four years or is it five years? Do you guys know right it's off the four years, 57, 20, it's 57 million for four years. Okay, so, yeah, and he, I think he still had one year left, correct, or do you, not, do you know? Uh, if you give me a second, I will let you know, but you can keep continuing. I'll, I'll come back in on that. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to say that is the case. So the the problem with the deal is for me is is you're talking about the Chiefs who um, they they've been spending money left and right lately, um, a ton of it, and they're gonna have a guy in Kelsey who's 31 now and probably only has if I I mean honestly probably a couple years left if I had to guess. So you're gonna be paying this guy you know good money two to three years afterwards. He's probably gonna be about washed. So. Um, I mean, I don't know how good of a signing it is. I mean, maybe you have to make it signing like this. I don't know, but I mean, the guy is 31, and I have to really wonder like what what he's going to be like two two to maybe even three years down the road from now. Yeah, uh, he did. He was one more year left after this year, so yeah, it was a five year extension so, in total, really. So he'll be 36 when it's over, and I, I yes. highly highly doubt that he's going to hold up. Um, that long so yeah, yeah he's I mean, already like I said, I, I, 30 years old yeah i yeah i highly doubt that he lasts anywhere near to the to the point that this contract's over with yeah i i, I there's a lot with travis kelsey on his age and getting paid again and like we said earlier in the uh draft uh draft pod when patrick Mahomes got paid i didn't think in a million years they would be able to get chris jones and travis kelsey I don't know what two pennies are rubbing together to get all this money, but I need to find it because I need it myself. But uh, I'll go ahead and let Chris talk about Travis Kelsey here. Uh, yeah, he got paid 31 years old. He passed up. Not only is he 31 years old, he's been used a lot. So you're going to have a huge slot box. But with his pretty, you know, there's more pressure to win now than than ever. Even if you won a Super Bowl, it don't matter. You put all this money into star players, and if they don't win, then they can throw all that money down the toilet. Yeah, I mean, it's – I get what you're saying, and I mean, but they just won a playoff, so they're making – or the Super Bowl, so they're making their push and saying, hey, we believe in our team and our guys who just helped us win. We're going to give them the money. Um what, do you have anything to say on uh, Travis Kelsey there, Corey? Yeah, I don't know uh, how management worked those numbers and uh, that magic. I don't know how anybody's getting paid after uh, the last two signings in Kansas City, but uh, I mean, good for them. Um, yeah, he's a bit long in the tooth, but uh, I mean, he's still as consistent as ever. I think he's got at least 80 catches and 1,000 yards over the last four years, so I mean, still that. He actually beat the record, and then George Kittle beat him really fast the next day. Or the same day for the most receptions by a tight end in a single season, which was like over a hundred, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so I mean, at thirty-one, 
dude's still a beast. So uh, I don't know how much they're going to get out of that. Uh, how long was the extension for? Four, four, five years total with the one year he had left. They're going to get at least three more good years out of him for sure. So I think it's good signing or uh, uh, good extension. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, two thousand. Real good, real good weekend for tight ends in general. Really good weekend for tight ends, and well, later this podcast we're actually having our top five tight ends, so I'm pretty sure this man and the next man that will be in it. But uh, all right, so we're gonna move on to the next tight end who will probably be in the top five of our top tight ends is George Kittle getting a five year extension to stay in San Francisco for seventy five million dollars, and I'll go ahead and let up. Corey started off here with George Kittle. Yeah, George Kittle, uh, without a doubt, my favorite tight end in the, in the league today. Um, I like his personality a lot. He's a, he's a fun guy to watch, always smiling. But uh, big, strong, fast dude. Um, and like you said, he back and forth Travis Kelsey for, I guess, uh, a number of receptions in the season. So good for San Francisco. Um, good for uh, – who do they got a quarterback right now? Good for Garoppolo. He's got a he's got a good solid target. Uh, yeah, I mean he's never had double digit touchdowns. I'm not trying to hate on the man, but you know he's had a thousand yards back to back years. But he, his most touchdowns in a single season is five. That's the last two years. But that's also due to his quarterback play. So I'm not really going to fault him for that. Yeah. But uh, I'll, what's that, Tyler? Go ahead. I'll let you go on. No, I, I I just was laughing at their quarterback, but you know don't mind me. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I like this deal for uh, Kittle. I mean, it, it seems like a lot for a tight end, like, on first glance, but he's a really good player. Um, probably the best tight end in the league. I mean, you can, you know, debate some other guys, but, um, yeah, I like him. Um, I like the deal. And, and really, I mean, he's the best, the best player that they have, San Francisco has on offense. So, I mean, it's only right that he got this kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, what do you have to say, Chris? Uh, it's a great tight, it's a great deal. Uh, five years, $35 million is the best tight end in the league. It's been in my opinion. And he's young. He's really young. Um, the only problem is you have a bad quarterback. He's been yeah. a, a lot low. So. Yeah, he'll be going into this season as 27 years old. So, I mean, he's, like we said, young. Yeah, that's young. But I mean, he's he's had Jimmy pretty much his whole career, and he's got over eighty receptions and a thousand yards and five touchdowns. I mean, the only thing that's faulting him back is the touchdown numbers. But he's and also he does a lot of yakking. So I mean, he probably has the most yak yards by any tight end. But uh, since that that's pretty much the big news of the week. Uh, I mean, I know there's a lot that happened. Uh, I do just want to mention this because I thought it was funny really fast before we move on. Is uh you know and there's a question about it and I'll bring it around when it comes up but uh the hard knocks you know talking about hard knocks in Seattle I don't know if you guys saw the kid in Seattle who got cut from the team because he tried to sneak a girl into the hotel room (laughs) I did see that I mean can we like I know like we might need to start a dumbass award uh segment each week dumbass from the league right there yeah that's the dumbass yeah well. I mean, there's a good. I don't know that. Uh, you know, come final roster anyway. But yeah, just shoot yourself in the foot. I mean, hey, 
the the guy might be stupid, but I mean, can we really blame him for trying to get a little poo-tang? I mean, come on now. Yes, if you're an undrafted kid trying to make the league in this year and you try to sneak a girl in, dumbass, man. I'm sitting in my dumbass and work for Mike Clevenger. I don't even know what happened with Mike Clevenger. He lied about going out. Oh. oh. No, I'm sorry. It it goes to the Seahawks corner. Zach Kunsat, sorry. Zach Kunsat lied about going out with, with Mike Clevenger. And then he I, went on the airplane with the Indians. I, I still give it to the kid for the Seahawks. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Love did, it up. Did, did you see a picture of the girl, though? She's pretty no. Cool. That, oh, was she? I was just about to say that. Cool. I hope she was. <laughs> I, I haven't seen her, but I hope she was very, very, very good looking because yeah. then I, mean, I guess it makes it a little more worth contract, it. But, yeah. She was, yeah. She was I, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it's the whole thing. You literally just gave up your one shot to the NFL for that. So you I you better have got some. That's all I gotta say. And it better have been you worth can, it. We gotta do we better, hey, eat their wives, throw throw girls on guns with their beds full of guns. This kid'll get another shot somewhere. Fair enough. But uh we're gonna go ahead and move on to our uh top tight ends, top five tight ends for the twenty twenty NFL season. And I'm going to go ahead and let Tyler go first because Hater wants to go last. So go ahead, Tyler. Yeah. Oh, hold, hold on. Hey, hey, hey. What? He got kicked. Lost, lost them. Oh, I'm here. I see you. Lost two. Okay, just go. Oh, go ahead. Okay, all right. Well, good. I'll go first because I know haters' list is going to be fucking disastrous and 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 just totally laughable. So. Oh, um, hey, oh, hey, 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 hey. That's my. Oh, yeah, I'm de- Oh, I'm definitely hating on you. Um, so I'll start oh, off uh, number five with. Awesome. <laughs> I'll start off with number five, uh, Mark Andrews, and uh, dude was like super. He wasn't used very much last year, like. And the year before, either I don't believe with the Ravens, and they they didn't use him a very a very much, and he still put up like huge numbers. Um, so he's number five. Number four is Darren Waller from the Raiders. Um, okay. I really really like this guy. Whoa 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 what? Yeah. Don't go your motherfucker. Oh no. Okay okay okay. He had one good season putting them in the top five. Yeah, he had one good season with. With a uh, fucking Derek Carr, get off my nuts! You got right there. Stop hating on my boy Derek. He's he's a decent quarterback. I can't. Hey, number four though. Mitten number five is all right. Come on. No, he's number four. We hey, okay, don't worry. Go we can dissect your list here in a your list go here ahead, in a minute. Go ahead. His next three better be free, and it doesn't matter what order they come in, but it better be free. Oh, it's okay. No, no I I'll, no. You, you know I nailed three, two, one. So just relax. Okay, <laughs> number three is Zach Ertz. Yeah. Okay, number two, two is Travis Kelsey, and I got one as Kittle. I don't have a problem. You with can that. switch you those. Can... I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, you can. It's one A, one B, really, with those guys. It's just it doesn't matter. They're both just as good. Well, I, I'm 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 really concerned because now apparently you guys might not have Darren Waller. That's a shame. But go ahead, I guess. Corey, yeah, I, I, there with us. 
<laughs> yeah, can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're good. Go ahead. What's your top five tight ends, brother? All right, rounding out the uh, the fifth spot, I got Gronk coming back in the league. If he can be 80% of who he was, boy, still the top five uh, top five tight end. No better catch radius in the NFL. Uh, as far as tight ends go. Yeah, uh, my number is. four, I got Mark Andrews from Baltimore. Um, I like this dude a lot. Um, still young, uh, touchdown machine. That's the correct spot. Uh, a real good situation. The correct spot. He was agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Uh, at number three, um, I got Zach Ertz. Uh, I really like Ertz a lot. Um, he's not. I think he's had a thousand yards once in the last couple of years, but he's the biggest part of Philly's offense year in and year out, it seems. Um, just a consistent guy. I like him a lot. Um, I think yeah, these next two, like you guys were saying, they could really be switched between the one and two spot. But I do have uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, George Kittle's my number one. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really, I mean, I'll go ahead with my top five, but I'm just going to go ahead with the one, two, three, because it's one, two, three. I mean, it's four or five, really, that are the random numbers, you know, the random guys for most people. But one for me is George Kittle. I just like George Kittle's uh, ability to get more yards after the catch. He's just more freakish than Travis Kelsey. And I think he has a higher end top speed than Travis Kelsey. And it's, again, you're nitpicking here. But Travis Kelsey is my number two. And it's a flip coin, like we've been saying. Number three is Zach Ertz. Like Corey said, he's only had 1,000 yards once. And I actually was wrong, Corey. It was not Kittle and Kelsey. It was uh, Ertz and Kelsey that went back and forth for the most receptions in a single season in 2018. Oh, okay. And it was Ertz that beat out uh, Kelsey. Ertz in 2018 had 116 receptions and over 1,000 yards. Ertz had an amazing se- – yeah, he had an amazing season that year. And he had only ever gone over 1,000 yards once in a season, and that was in 2018. He had been close multiple times, but that is his highest season. But he does have 35 touchdowns in his career. So, I mean, he's a pretty good tight end. So he's my number three. Number four, Mark Andrews. I I think they found their tight end finally after drafting 500 tight ends in the last four years of drafting. Uh, Mark Andrews is a beast. Uh, I mean, it, and the worst part is that he was the third or fourth round pick that year, and they wasted a first on freaking Hayden Hurst, who never became anything and was 26 coming out into the NFL draft. So, I mean, whatever there. And number five for me, it's just this season – and I know he's been good in the past, but and he's just going to get peppered with targets because Drew Brees doesn't have the arm anymore. But it's Jared Cook. Jared Cook is. Yeah. I mean, he's not awful. He's not bad. But he, I mean, the tight end is just a dump land. I mean, there's a lot of good ones, but I think Cook this year is going to be pretty well again. He did good with them the year last year. So Jared Cook's my number five. So Chris said he had some hot takes for the tight end. So let's let him finish it out with the Here, Lord. I hope his list is better than this. I mean, come on now. How the hell are you leaving out Darren Waller? One year wonder, Darren Waller. Yeah. Who cares? Hey, number five. (laughs) Who cares? Dude, the dude broke out. Come on now. Go ahead, haters. Number five. I mean, you just want to make sure that breakout's not a rash. You want to make sure it's a real thing. Exactly. Top five five of 2020. Hunter Henry. Number five. Oh, my God. Over. Over. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Number four. I knew knew he was going to pull some shit like this. Hey, hey, I wanted to say Cole Komet already, all right? 
And when is he not hurt is the question you got to ask yourself. Yeah, that, that's the real question. I'm not talking about the past. I'm talking about this year. He's going to be Tyrod Ash Taylor. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, he's scary. I'm shaking over here. He's going to get Number three. Number four. Yeah. Oh, Mark Andrews. Okay, you already said that. I apologize. Number three, number yeah. two, Sam Kelsey. Number one, Rose Hiddle. So we all agree with our top four pretty much besides Numbnuts over there. You know, he had Andrews as five and not four, but it's pretty much an easy. It's really five and four. You can flip-flop. I, I really don't think it's four. I think it's the top four. And then five, you can just kind of take dark throws at Hunter Henry or uh, Jared Cook or – I can't even remember who uh, Darren Waller, whoever. I mean, it's the tight end at five is could be anybody really. But you got Darren Waller at number four. Yeah, I know, I know he did. Just I'm, I'm just excusing uh, him. Over but that the thing, like that. the thing is though, is you guys are looking at it as a one year wonder, but I'm looking at it as a dude that broke out with a quarterback who ain't really that what that good. Okay, Peyton Hillis. So that's where, so that that's yeah, where yeah, I'm yeah. different. They, if, if, if he could do it again next year, I'd gladly put him in my top five. I just, I'm, and. Right, but that, that's why I said when I'm, I'm not, when I'm, I'm talking about 2020, I'm just kind of saying that he will do it again. I mean, he might not, obviously. We could say that about a lot of guys, but. I hope so. It was a hell of a season for him. Was, yeah, I, I, I like Darren Waller, but I'm just not ready to give it to him. I'm, I'm going to go with a little bit more of a guy, a proven guy who can, who's done it before, before I put Darren Waller in. I mean, you guys are calling your shots. I have no problem with that. Like I said, you can throw anybody in there. And say, yep, this is the guy. And it can be Hunter Henry can be the guy. Darren Waller can be the guy. I forget who Corey had his his fifth tight end. Uh, Gronk. Gronk. Okay, it's not Gronk, but um, because Gronk is Gronk was the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah Gronk's Gronk past that now. Dude wears a brace on like every body part. He probably wears one on his dick too. We just don't know it. Yeah. That, yeah, that's all it's true. If there was a tight end, I was going to say on that team, it'd be OJ Howard, but uh, because he had finally as a quarterback that throw to him, so I think OJ Howard will come out this year. And I almost said his name, but I'll probably put him in the top ten before I put him in the top five. Um, but that's it for the football news. Really, we do have uh, some uh, mailbag questions from some uh, of our fans out there, and our first one comes from my brother, and uh, it's our top five candy bars. And uh, I'll go ahead and let Tyler rattle off his top five candy bars okay yeah i'll make it quick um i got five i got starburst uh four would be heat oh. three snickers yep. two twix and if you don't have reese's number one you can't be trusted i, I can't argue i like it all right uh cory who's your top five candy bars mine's gonna be even quicker i don't really eat sweets so i only eat like three candy bars uh so my number one is without a doubt reese's Reese's uh, Cups. Um, number two, I'd probably say Crunch Bars. Um, and I guess three Snickers. Yeah. Chris, what is your top five candy bars? Um, number five, Crunch Bars. Number four, Mountain Waves. Number three, Kit Kat. Number two, Clint. Number one, Reese's. Yeah. 
Okay. I, I can't argue. I, I'm a sweet person. It's been, I'm on a diet, so it's been really hard. So I'm going to live through this and just enjoy every moment of it. Uh, so my number five, Mr. Goodbar. Uh, oh, oh. Yeah, whatever, guys. You don't know anything good if it hits you in your face. Number four, I'll go ahead and say uh, Kit Kat. I love me a good Kit Kat. Number three is the Snickers. Number two, Reese Sticks, because they're amazing. No, yeah, they're so good. And the number one, obviously, we're all going the same route. Reese's Cups, hands down. Can't beat Reese's Cups. By the way, as a as an honorable mention, um, a hundred grand, they're good. Yeah, they are. Hundred grands are amazing. I, I, I'm just looking at candy lists right in front of me right now, and I just feel like I'll eat them all. Like another one out there, if you don't know, is the Charleston Chew. Honorable mention, Charleston Chew. Ooh, old school right there. Yeah, but uh. Okay, next one. A little bit more difficult to answer. This comes from uh, me and uh, Corey's best friend and other brother, uh, Josh, the gentleman who made our uh, logo again of All Time Mystic Podcast. You can go reach him out at, uh, at Yopa J on Twitter and uh, at Drop Break Media. And his question is, with uh, the whole world going on right now and then uh, the future of Hard Knocks and then the future of LA teams and uh, with the fan base not showing up, do you think and see LA having two teams for the foreseeable future? I'll go ahead and let uh, Chris go off because he is an LA Chargers fan. Uh, I'll, I'll pass it and I'll go last. Okay, go ahead there, uh, Tyler. Yeah, uh, well, the first thing, Hard Knocks, I'll admit, I don't watch much of Hard Knocks. Um, Cincinnati's been on there, I think, like two times, I think, since they've been doing that. And I've watched it when they had the Bengals on there, but. Like, in general, I honestly don't care two ways about um, hard knocks. So, I'm not sure about that. Um, but as far as the L.A. teams go, um, I'll be honest. I mean, I find it very hard to believe that uh, people that live in L.A. really are going to give any shits about football there. Uh, there's so many so many things to do in California. They don't care at the end of the day in that area about football. Um, the Chargers would the Chargers would have been better off staying in um, San Diego and the Rams would have been better off in St. Louis. And it's unfortunate that that didn't happen because I just don't think that LA is going to come out and, you know, sell the stadiums out for these LA football teams. So that that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. I'll go ahead and let Corey go and then I'll state my opinions. Yeah, I actually just uh, watched the first episode of uh, Hard Knocks this season. Um, I was asleep. Um, that doesn't typically happen, but uh, a lot of that was due to just they showed a lot of COVID stuff, um, all the preparations they were doing, things like that. Uh, no, uh, I don't see LA having two teams um, within the next 10 years there. Um, I think this was a hugely failed experiment. Um, I think the California, for one, doesn't know how to handle its football teams anyway. The, the Raiders never should have left Oakland. Yeah, so. <laughs> I haven't watched Hard Knocks. I'm a big Hard Knocks follower. The only season I really didn't care for about Atlanta. I didn't really get into that one. Um, so the question is, with COVID and everything that's going on, um, it's making it difficult for Hard Knocks and everything. And definitely with no preseason, I, you know, it's, you can't have the storyline. Yeah. So I don't, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to be interested in this season because of that. I mean, you, you're not going to have the, 
the kid ball out and you know have these fun storylines or just I, I don't I don't know it's just all this preparation that Corey just said and I, I don't find it fun but the team two teams in LA LA's proven it twice that they don't care about pro football they lost the Rams once they lost the Raiders once it's been proven all these people complain about that LA should have a football team and every time an LA team comes in they don't get the fans the fans don't show up they're like whoa we we they just whine and moan, and then they, when they get it, they don't get do anything about it. They, as Tyler said, they should have never left St. Louis. They never should have left San Diego. L.A. is an awful sports town. Yes, it has a massive, 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 you know, source of people, and you know, but it doesn't have the the gravitas that nobody wants to go there and watch a game. They they they've killed their fan base. I mean, you know, we've we've been to St. Louis Rams games. They had a following. They had a fan base. Even when they sucked, those yeah. stadiums were still full. Yeah, the St. Louis was a loyal, loyal fan base, and the St. Louis Rams screwed them. LA's not loyal. They don't care. As soon as they have one bad year, teams are gonna, and they're never going to give them another chance. They're going to stop going. They're not going to go to the games. LA should never have a football team. I'm sorry. They're, they're just and to have two. They barely filled the stadium when the year the Rams went to the Super Bowl. So no. Yeah. Just, they don't care. And they don't get screws they, real, real. I still call them the St. Louis Rams. It still screws real fan, or real St. Louis fans over and, yeah, over and over. It does. It, they they should not have a team. And they should not ever have a team. And unfortunately, they're going to be locked in for the next 10, 15 years because of the of the damn stadiums they just made. So, but these teams are going to realize that they're going to have to get the hell out of LA and go somewhere else. These two teams would be the ones that might end up going to Mexico and Canada or England or some crap because they're not going to be able to have a fan base that is loyal makes money for them. Facts. Facts. So I'll go ahead and let Chris uh, continue uh, continue this conversation because I know he probably has a couple paragraphs written and they're ready to go. What did how guy handle this? Y'all don't know anything about LA. Um, I, I'm going to put what Wilton said and throw it in the class. LA is a great sports town, but for basketball, it's a, but but for basketball and the Dodgers. Why? Because the Dodgers have won a World Series a couple times. Oh, me, it's been a while. But they're all in the up and up. The Lakers have won back of the match titles, and they're all trying to win. But this thing for LA, the LA Rams, is this. And they have to keep winning. And they have to keep on the up and up, or else you had 80,000. <laughs> I don't know why they built that stadium so big because you're gonna have 80,000 empty seats in two years. That's the point. That's the point we're making. There's no reason for LA teams, their fans are not. If, if, not. if, if you don't keep holding your standards and winning, you have to win in LA. If not, you cannot lose ever. Right, but that's you, that's you. That point. team's not going to win now, though. That's the thing. St. Louis that team's never not going to win right now. St. Louis is off for years and had almost sold out stadiums. Green Bay hasn't had a sold out, has not sold out, and they've been awful for a long time before Brett Favre and so, had been sold out for 40 years. Ain't nothing to do in Green Bay. Ain't nothing to do in Green Bay. Same way. <laughs> We've been here for 20, 20 yeah. But the Bears and the Packers have been around since the turn of the century. Okay. But the Bears haven't done anything okay, so in my anyway, lifetime. Okay, so anyway, so... That's true. The Chargers to the Netherlands, and they're one of them. Everyone knows that Dean Stanton was about trying to get the money, and they're in the cell with Dean in about 10 years, because um, they're, uh, 
the estimated market value has gone up double since they moved. So yeah, I, hopefully, I hopefully someone like buys them and moves them back to San Diego where they belong. Las Vegas is going to be better than LA. Las Vegas is always going to be sold out. It doesn't care if it's LA or Raider, Raider fans. And Raiders are loyal. They've sucked. They fall. They flop to their team. It was that's the only thing that was low in LA is the Raiders. And the was in LA. We talked about this a little bit pre-show. I mean, Lil B might be right. Like, like I could see, I could see like the the Raiders filling their stadium like on a regular basis. But like, to me, it's not going to be like hardcore fans though. Like it's going to be like you know how far yeah, I mean, they can show up. That's not the problem. And they don't need their fans to show up because it's in Vegas. There's going to be drunken fools flocking to go to the games there. So they don't they – don't, all, all you did was give Oakland a reason to go to Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders fans are loyal. They will follow their team. Unlike, and, I mean, don't get me wrong. My, our best friend who is a Rams fan and submitted this question has become a Los Angeles Rams fan. He, he's pissed off that they lost left St. Louis – but I mean, Rams fans are loyal, the ones from Missouri and from St. Louis. But these LA Rams now, they don't give a rat's ass about this team. And they're not going to, no team will, no football, NFL football team will ever succeed in LA. No, too much of a basketball and baseball town. Yeah. And like I said, I, in 10, 15 years, those teams will not be in LA anymore. And, it, and to be honest with you, with this, how this season might go, we don't know how much longer football might last, to be honest with you. But. Let's not get into that right now. We'll just continue and go to the what? final question. What do you got, Tyler? Well, that that better not be the case, man, because uh, Joe Burrow has uh, tons of Super Bowl rings to win. So they'll yeah, be putting right. that on uh-huh. us like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll go ahead and go to the final mailbag question that comes from another one of my friends. And Corey also knows Stephen Pope. And uh, how do you think this year's NFL season is going to look with COVID-19? especially since football is such a contact sport compared to the NBA and the MLB. And I'll go ahead and let Chris start with this question. I mean, unlike the NBA, you can't do a bubble where you have all the players put in one spot and they're all quarantined and then start the season again. You can't just do that with the NFL. And then um, as we've seen with the MLB, some players are selfish and they're going to go out and they're going to go party and they're going to bring that back to the teams and then, you know, football's over. Basically. I disagree with you wholeheartedly there. Um, I think the NFL can learn a lot from the MLB. The MLB, yes, has a little bit of difficulty, but they don't, the NFL also doesn't play every day like they are doing right now in the MLB. They have a week between games and this is the first year with 17 weeks of football and, uh, I honestly, you can't, you can't do what the MLB is doing with the NFL. Yes, it's a contact sport. I don't, it doesn't matter. I, I don't think it's going to matter when it comes to contact, when it comes to the sport. You just got to be smart. If you do what's right and you do quarantine or you do these bubbles like these, these MLB teams are doing with their players and having alternate sites and, you know, players can't really go home even when they are home games. And you keep them locked down. I don't think there's gonna be an issue. And if you do the testing that they're doing, and take a take a page out of the NHL, they've tested every player thousands of times, hundreds of not hundreds, but multiple times, and they never had a, 
uh, a, a confirmed case. I, I mean, I don't think the, the season's not going to be canceled. They're going to play 17 games. I, these players want to play, and I think if one player tries to do something stupid, there's going to be a lot of players on each team that's going to stop this guy. And this is not this is not a selfish year. These players are going. These players want to play. They're they're here for a reason. They had a reason to. They had a chance to opt out, and they did it. Only 69, 66 players opted out. These players want to play, and they're going to do what's right to play. So I wholeheartedly agree, disagree with Chris and his opinions there. And I was going to my opinion is the team is the team that is the least selfish is going to win the Super Bowl at the end. Yeah, it's going to be so, the Patriots. Yeah, but, no, it's not. <laughs> but no, they're not. But I'll go ahead and let uh, Corey uh, talk about this and what he says, thinks about. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to have a season. Um, I don't know how it's going to be impacted by COVID, to be honest with you. Um, I think uh, what you were saying, Matt, is, is uh, what I think they should do. Just kind of have self-contained uh, bubbles, if you will, in your own city. You know, quarantine yourself, your staff, your players as much as you can, limit exposure. Uh, really work hard to keep everybody healthy. Um, yeah, I mean, they've already I said – I was just saying, they've already said, I think I've heard like the head coaches even allowed on the sideline. Like they're, you know, no, not all of these extra players and people on the sideline. You have like, if you're on the sideline, you have to wear the mask. You have to do social distancing. They're even doing that with the players. Like, you know, they're going to spread them across the field, you know, up and down the sideline. They're not going to have these, you know, you can only stay from in these hash marks. They're going to try to do what baseball is doing. All right. If you're on the bench, you're going to sit in the bench and stay six feet apart or go into the stands. I mean, these players are going to do what they need to do to play because they want to play. They want to have a season. They're trying to bring something to the people. So, and there's not going to be the equipment staff on the field. There's not going to be all these extra, I'm a fan or I'm a, you know, a friend of a friend of a friend and I can be on the sideline. It's going to be bare essentials on the sideline. And they're, they're required mass. That's how it needs to be. And that's what they're doing. Like, there's not going to be, you know, all these extra people on the sideline and, it's going to be a very weird season, and I hope at least they pump stadium noise into the stadium because that's what baseball is doing, and it does matter a little bit. And I know that it, it's yep. big for the players, but I'll go ahead and let Tyler make his opinions known. Yeah, I uh, I tried to really temper my my excitement for the NFL season just because I mean, really, we don't know. I, I hope there's a season. I mean, I think there will be, but still, just there's a part of me that just isn't sure. So, um, I mean. The sports right now is just weird in general. Like I watched um, the NBA playoff um, play-in game one, well, yesterday on Saturday, and I mean it's just weird. Like it, the, like the playoffs, like even in the NBA, don't feel like the playoffs. So I mean it's gonna take a lot to get used to what apparently we have to accept as the new norm for God knows how long I guess at this point. But um, yeah, I mean stuff's just really weird right now. Like even in sports, it don't it don't feel right. But I mean, I hope the NFL goes, you know, the way that we hope and expect that it does. But I mean, I really don't know what they expect to be honest. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's not gonna be a normal season, that's for sure. I mean, it's it's gonna be different, but it could be for the good. Who knows? I mean, a lot's gonna be learned over this. I mean, basketball's playing. Basketball's a contact sport. There's a lot of sweat. There's a lot of huffing and puffing. They're they're on top of each other, and they're not having issues. But they got a legit. They have, a bubble. They, have a they have a real bubble. bubble they have a bubble. Don't get me wrong. They have a bubble, but I'm just saying. Well, I was thinking, like, what if what if the NFL, you know, went back to 
the way the divisions were uh, back in the 90s and the, the early 2000s when you had like the huge NFC Central. You want to bring Tampa Bay back into our division? No, thank you. I mean, it's, it's not about one. It's about I mean, my Hatfield. So I, I just want them to, you know, I want the NFL to have some kind of continue. So oh, I think they, there's no doubt. I think the NFL and the NFLPA have an agreed upon a new bargaining agreement. They have, you know, they've crossed their I's and dotted their, t- you know, or crossed their T's and dotted their I's. They know what they're have doing. Have they said anything about the uh, international games? And if they're going to do They're canceled. They're all canceled. They're playing at home. Okay. Yeah, those those have been canceled, which, I mean, good, whatever. I don't really care about those. The only thing good about the new, the London games is that you get football a little earlier in the day. Um, But I don't think it's – I mean, it's, it's going to be curious. I mean, I think – these players want they're gonna they want to play there's not i don't think they want to play i think they'll be smart the players will be very precautious and watching their teammates to make sure none of them are being selfish about themselves and uh i don't think the contacts can play much into it as long as if you, if you don't have it it doesn't matter if you if you do the testing if you do everything right contact does not matter it just and if somebody's sick you Self-quarantine like the MLB and the NBA and everybody else is yep. doing. Get their ass out of there. It's all non-essential people out of the equation. All the exactly. There's great. I mean, unnecessary. So many, yeah. So many unessential people, and they're getting rid of them right now. And it's going to prove. It's going to prove a lot this year that hey, we can get away with not having this person on the sideline or this person doing this because they're just in the way. So, does anybody else have any comments else to make? I kind of went on a little rant there myself about the whole situation. I'll take your silence. All right. So that's all we have for the week. Uh, again, we had a special guest, uh, Corey Guest, one of my best friends for a long time. Uh, I'm glad he came on and he did a fantastic job besides our technical difficulties today. But uh, appreciate oh, you. Lord. I appreciate you listening uh, to all my mystery podcast. But uh, go ahead, Corey. No, I'm just going to say thanks for having me, man. I had, had a lot of fun. Yeah, you're definitely welcome back. You were a good guest. Um, uh, thank you again for listening to the All Time Fit Misfit podcast. Please uh, follow me at Brunelli Sports and Hater. Yeah, and follow me at Thirty and hit the hit the summer bass podcast from last week and our NBA special with uh, Spicy. Don't miss forget to miss that one. With spicy. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah, about eighty two. Damn right. Tyler? Yeah, you can uh, find the show's Twitter account at ATMisfitsPod, and you can find myself on Twitter at T underscore Demand. Yes, thank you again for listening to the All Time Misfits podcast. Don't forget to like and review on any uh, podcast streaming formats. Thank you. Have a great night. Go Thanks for listening to the All Time Misfits podcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.